What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the art studio. I hope all of you are having a great day in your art studio. And I hope the art is coming out well. Let's jump right to our topic. Let's talk about Patreon, and then let's talk about Kickstarter. I have done a lot of research, time, investigation, and practical experience with both Kickstarter and Patreon. Now, I'm far from an expert, but I have some definite opinions on it. And before I give you my opinions on it, I want to explain very simply with a metaphor how I sort of size things up. Let's say a man or a woman came into your office and they were incredibly uh, tall, lanky, uh, muscles, you know, very fit looking person, you know. And uh, then a few minutes later, another person came in who was short, fat, short, very short legs, and uh, not very fit at all. In fact, just was losing their breath coming up the steps into the building. And you had to say to yourself, which one of these people would make a good runner? Would you choose the tall, thin, muscular person, or would you choose the short, fat, unmuscular, unfit person? Well, obviously, I'm being silly, you would choose the fit person. It's easy. They're genetically set up for running. Now, here's the thing, and we all know this case. A person will have a genetic gift, be tall, be this, be that, and uh, the coach of a particular team will come along and say, hey, you're really tall. Join the basketball team. With a lot of enthusiasm, of course, because they're trying to find people with genetic gifts for their team. Sometimes the person that you approach goes, yeah, like, hey, okay, I could play some basketball maybe. And sometimes the person just doesn't even see their potential at all all and says like, no, 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 no basketball for me. Or maybe they just have no interest. So in the end, you have to find a lot of people with good genetics and ask them to join the team before you find someone with the interest and, uh, you know, the work ethic and all the other stuff that goes along with being successful and anything. And that always blows my mind that the person with the great genetic gifts sometimes doesn't capitalize on them. Then you have another person who is perhaps short and fat who wants to be on the basketball team, who aspires to it, who would wish and kill for those genetic gifts. So you can evaluate things as truthfully as you see it. But that doesn't mean one person who doesn't have the gifts can't be successful or another person who has all the gifts and all the potential is not successful. However, all things being equal, let's go back to the original premise. If you had to you know, take out your checkbook and make a bet, do you bet on the short 
person with short legs or the person who's tall with long muscular legs in the running race. Well, all things being equal, of course, you bet on the, the tall person with the long legs. Each stride, they pull ahead. That is how I evaluated Patreon and how I evaluated Kickstarter and how I pretty much evaluate everything. With a stopwatch, looking at track record, and then potential. I truly believe that each situation, each person, each thing, everything has a potential. And you can maximize that like an engine. There really is a whole thing in physics about this, but I won't bore you. But you can actually bring something to its full potential. What is the peak amount of energy you can get out of this particular kind of motor kind of idea? Everything has a maximum potential. Believe it or not. But I'm not even talking about that today. I'm talking about evaluating things. And I'm talking about specifically my evaluation of Patreon and my evaluation of Kickstarter. And here's why I set this all up with the big analogy up front. Imagine if I walked up to you and said, you know what? You're a good candidate for Kickstarter. Or you're a good candidate for Patreon. Would you even believe me? Would you know it? Would you accept my evaluation? Probably not. Because this is just my opinion and has really no sway or effect over you and probably has very little influence. Like I could say something to you like, don't gamble on the stock market, but you still might put all your money in the stock market going, that Dan, he's an idiot. And that's fine. That's the beautiful thing about it is we're all free to do what we want to do. But I think, and this is just me again looking at the tall person versus the short person, I can look at a person and judge their potential to be successful on Kickstarter or their potential to be successful on Patreon. I think it's actually an evaluatable thing, like how fast can they run, how fast do you suppose, or how much, or how often, or what do you suppose will happen with that person. Now, here's the thing. Let's go right to Patreon. You're probably thinking, when you look at Patreon, most people make this mistake. Patreon is not a quid pro quo thing. It is not, I'm going to do something, and then you're going to pay me to do it. It looks like that on the surface, but it's not. What it really is is this, and understand it because this is what it is. It's a service designed once a month to collect money from people and to give that money to you. Once a month. Doesn't matter what you do with the money or why you need it especially. That's how it works. So you don't have to come up with a scheme where you deliver a button or deliver a good or deliver something in order to have a successful Patreon thing. And here's another thing. And the other rule I'm going to tell you that you probably will not believe. You do not have to be consistent or offer very much of value 
to have a successful Patreon. You would think those things would help, or they would be the thing that would make success yes or no. In other words, if you offered value, if you were consistent, that would then lead naturally to a successful Patreon. That's not the case. It's kind of like people thinking they have to be a certain level of artist, so to speak, or whatever, in order to achieve success. Really, it's more about business contacts, how you market yourself, and it is about your talent. You know, you can create a design, let's say it's a little tiny doodle. If you can get that design on wrapping paper, then you can get that wrapping paper into a Target store, you will make enough money to support yourself very well off the royalties of that little doodle on the wrapping paper because wrapping paper sells that great a volume. And there's a royalty for it. So most of us, though, don't want to be wrapping paper artists, do we? Something to think about. What is success, actually? But let's go to Patreon now because that's probably why you're listening. And you didn't give a damn about how or why I evaluate things up front. But I wanted to tell you that it's grounded in an actual estimation of how it goes. In other words, you might look at Patreon and say, well, I have to have a certain kind of video or a certain kind of book or a certain kind of consistency or a certain kind of hair color or a certain kind of eye color. I need these certain things to be a success on Patreon. And none of that is true. Now, some of you probably don't know what Patreon is. It's a service that you sign up for as an artist. And you say, hey, I'm over here making comics or I'm making podcasts or I'm, you know, offering art advice or whatever the heck you're doing. And then people give you money monthly to help support that endeavor. That's simply what Patreon is. Sort of like fans supporting your project. Now, when I say the word project, it can be anything. It doesn't even have to be a project. Now, it's okay if it's a project, but it doesn't have to be. Very important if you understand this, because I think this is what limits a lot of people. They think they need a project, number one. It would help, by the way, but they think they need quid pro quo, or they need to Well, if I'm going to have a Patreon, I need to provide my Patreons something. I need to provide for them. I need to, you know, dance a monkey jig or give them posters or give them something every month to thank them for what they do for me. No, you don't. Here's what it takes to be successful on Patreon. It's based on the most important thing you can have that we've talked about many times on this show. It's more important than being smart. It's more important than being right. It is the most important quality that you can have as a human being. And that's the quality of being likable and or having people gravitate to you. Some people are not likable. Some very famous people didn't 
become famous by being Roy Rogers. They became like the Sam Kennison. They complain and they whine and they bitch about their life, almost in a comedic sense sometimes. And in all that bitching and whining and complaining, they build an audience of people who can really empathize with the bitching and the whining and the complaining. It's the other side of the, of the positive thinking coin, so to speak. As it turns out, there's an audience for everybody. There's an audience for people who like comic books, people who like to dress up, people like to go shopping. There's an audience for everything. You have to find that audience. You have to appeal to them, so to speak. But you don't have to do any of the things I said up front. You don't have to give anything. You don't have to offer anything. You don't have to be consistent, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to repeat myself. You're probably thinking, well, wouldn't delivering regular content work? Wouldn't that be the secret? No, it's not. Now, I want to tell you how I can prove this. Because it's math. It's statistics. If you look at the statistics of what people do and what they provide and how successful they are or not, you can see that it's more about something else than it is about being consistent, offering value, doing quid pro quo, or any of that things. It really is. You could literally produce a video for five minutes once or twice a month and potentially pay your rent or make a living off the entire thing. Now, not everybody will be able to do this. But almost everybody can put something together that they're passionate about, that other people will be passionate about, and they can get an audience for it. I truly believe that. So don't let anything hold you back from doing a Patreon. And you're thinking, well, you know, I don't have an audience. No one likes me. I'm not doing anything. What's it all about? Uh, Well, you're right. You have to have at least some sort of reason besides your breathing to present on Patreon. But once the idea is presented, all you really have to do is keep breathing. And if people like you, they will give you money to keep breathing. I know that sounds crazy and facetious, but it's not. You have to do a minimum of some sort of content. You could potentially say, you know what? I'm doing a once a month sketch. I'm going to do a once a month five minute video and show you guys in my art studio what I'm doing. And the thing is, for some reason, some people can do that. They can do a 20 minute sketch video once a month and they will get thousands of dollars a month given to them on Patreon just because people like them find them agreeable as a human being, and want to support them. People want to repeat interactions with people they like. They do that by gaining access, by supporting the project. So if you have an audience, if you're likable, if you have one of those personalities that seems to have people gravitate to you, you may find great success there. Now, not everyone's going to, you know, become a rock star on Patreon, obviously. And again, it's confusing for people 
who just are kind of sitting at home going, well, no one really cares about fill in the blank what I'm into. But you're wrong. You're wrong. I saw a person go on Patreon and say, you know what? I want people to pay me $600 a month to do this thing I want to do. And within three days, people funded it up to $700 a month so they could do that thing. It's possible. It's real. It really happens. It's not going to happen for everybody. It's not a guarantee. But it would be smart to do something you're passionate about that you really enjoyed, that you were into, and see if you can find an audience that's into it too. And see if they will support you in doing it. Now, you can just say, hey, I'm going to write graphic novels. And you don't have to go on every day or every week or every two weeks and show them your graphic novel. You don't have to do that. You can just say, I'm doing a graphic novel. And then once a month, pop on for five minutes and go, hey, everybody, still working on the graphic novel. Hope you're all doing well. Post an image from that graphic novel and go on. Some people do less than that and are still wildly successful. And from looking at the whole thing, the reason I feel they are successful is because people like them. That's the reason. It's not because of their art, because they're consistent, because of what they deliver, and so on. And this, my friend, is a rather cool thing. Because let's say you find yourself being an artist who can't really deliver, who has trouble with consistency, has trouble with delivery, has trouble getting stuff done, has trouble, you know, organizing five minutes, but you're really likable. You're kind of smart and charming and people like you and you, and people like interacting with you. You will be wildly successful on Patreon. Your friends, your friends, whatever you want to call them, will follow you there and support you in whatever you're going to do, whether that's going disco dancing, building a bobsled, making a comic, or just doing a monthly doodle, people will support you. People do not support you based on the logic of what you think they should. Oh, they really shouldn't support me based on logic. has nothing to do with logic. I could go on for a while about this, but I wanted to talk about that one specifically. So, you know, it doesn't mean you randomly jump on there and go, Hey world, it's me. But I would say it's 90% that. Honestly, about 90%. I know one fellow who has put together a, I don't want to be specific because you'll guess who it is. He has put together a deal where he basically sort of does an encouraging sort of podcast, let's say once every five to six weeks. And he has this podcast come out and he chats and he's encouraging. But it's not at all what you and I would call consistent. Not at all. Weeks and weeks and months go by. Nothing happens. But he still has an outrageously popular Patreon. Outrageous. He doesn't sell a book. He doesn't sell a t-shirt. He doesn't offer a course. He just goes on and pretty much complains about his life, in my opinion. It resonates with people. They like the way he complains. And bam. Big success. So don't let having a product, having getting anything done, producing anything, 
at all stop you. That's not what Patreon is about. Patreon's like clapping from an audience. You do performance and people clap. Whatever performance you're doing, whatever you're into, they're going to clap for it if they like it. So all you're really looking for is people just to tip you for what the heck you're doing right now. Whatever that is. Let's go to Kickstarter. Kickstarter is an interesting animal. I want to jump right now to the highest use of Kickstarter. Well, I don't know. How should I look at it? How can you look at it? It has the same lot of the intangibles that anything does, just like Patreon or two guys walk into a bar. And let's say each night they walk into a bar. For whatever reason, the one guy is sort of charming or garrious. The other guy is sort of shy, maybe. But it doesn't, that's not the reason that success or not. I'm sort of describing them so you can have a mental picture. Let's put it this way. Let's say the shy guy is wildly successful with the ladies. The ladies just love the shy guy for whatever reason. Maybe he's tall, handsome. He has a certain aura. Who knows? They love him. And the other guy who's gregarious and charming and straightforward, they don't like him that much. He seems annoying and pushy. So each night they go into a different bar. The one guy is completely ignored and put off by, the women are put off by him. The other guy walks out with tons of phone numbers and tons of girls crazy about him. That's how Kickstarter is. You walk in, you bring your project, and we'll get into all that in a second, but it has more to do with your personality than it has to do with what your project is. Now, your project is super important if you are bringing, quote-unquote, a serious project to the thing. Because not every project is serious on Kickstarter. And when I mean serious, how can I put it? I don't know. Some people go on very disorganized and they'll have much potential for success. That's the best way to put it. But some people go on there with a true business plan and raise hundreds of thousands, thousands, even millions of dollars on there. And it can be done by anybody. But here's another thing that Kickstarter does. Well, let's get back to the original point. So Kickstarter then is not a guaranteed success or failure. It's a crapshoot, just like the two guys walking into the bar. For whatever reason, one person has success, another person doesn't. Now, it's good if you have an audience, it's good if you have a project, and so on. All those things will help. And put together with a good plan, which we'll get to in a second in Kickstarter, can come together to really make Kickstarter an actually a successful business model. It really can. There's no doubt that some people bring great projects to Kickstarter and they're not funded. And some people bring lousy projects to Kickstarter and they are funded. And somewhere in between for many others. So it's not always about the project, not always about the person, So how can we as artists take advantage of Kickstarter? What's in it for us? Well, the highest use, of course, is you go in there, it funds your your project, you make money on it, there's profit, you get to ship your thing and make it. That's the greatest use of it. 
That happens to about 40% of the people that participate in Kickstarter. It's just like going in and asking for free money and getting it. Going to Las Vegas and placing a bet without bringing your own money. You can place a bet at Kickstarter over and over and over again, and sometimes the roulette wheel drops on your number and you win. Kickstarter is a place to place a bet for zero money down, but you can make a fortune. I think all artists, all people who have projects, whether it's dance or recording your voice or doing whatever it is you might do, should be over there running a Kickstarter every month. Now, when you look at the big Kickstarters, you get intimidated. You go, whoa, look at all stretch goals and this and that and the other and this and that and all this stuff they've thought out. It does not have to be that complicated. It can be as simple as, I want to open a pizza parlor. I want to get my cat fixed. I want to buy a puppy. I want to put new tires on my truck. People kickstart all kinds of things. All kinds of things. You name it. And if you have access to an audience, you can whittle away a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter in a way that will really work. You know, every day you go, hey, folks, you just throw a buck over on my Kickstarter if you could. This month would be great on my GoFundMe. Same idea. It's the same kind of program. And you get a buck, a buck, a buck, and the thing builds up. You need to have that audience that has empathy for you, cares about you, or you have a great project, or both, or somewhere in between. And that's how it works. Jamie Stegmeier at Stegmeier Games is writing the book on Kickstarter. If you go over to his blog, you can read his blogs at Stegmeier Games and everything you ever wanted to know about Kickstarter. Every statistic, the best hour to launch your Kickstarter, the best hour to close it, the best month to have one, the best month not to have a Kickstarter, all the statistics. He knows everything about it. It's amazing. Kickstarter is unique in that Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people go and look at the projects. They don't give money to all of them. Many of them they do. But they look at them. And there's a small amount of people launching projects and putting them out there compared to the people looking. See, eventually that was the bad thing about eBay. eBay used to be great used to be a whole bunch of shoppers and a small amount of sellers. Now, it seems to be a whole lot of sellers and a small amount of buyers. Over on Kickstarter, it's the opposite. There's a small amount of sellers and a large amount of shoppers. Just like eBay and Facebook, it has its golden age, its time in history when it's really working and clicking for the people who are making the offer. And eventually, it burns out, people go away, they change it, it doesn't work. Or sometimes, like Amazon, it thrives. But more often than not, they screw it up somehow, or people just get tired of it, and it stops. But right now, Kickstarter is literally in its golden age, with no signs of stopping. You should be over there with a project, even if it fails, because so many people see the project. It perhaps is the greatest free advertising on the internet. Besides next to doing maybe YouTube videos. 
But YouTube videos don't work for everybody. They work for some people, but not for everybody. Like anything, each thing has its sort of thing. Like Patreon may work for Joe, but not for Sandy. But Sandy may work on Etsy, but not work on YouTube. But Ralph may do great on YouTube, but not do good on eBay, and so on. There's no guarantee success. There's no perfect Rubik to the whole thing. But over there on Kickstarter, you get a ton of people seeing your work. A ton. So let's say you do a certain kind of doodle or do Captain America sketches. You launch a Kickstarter says, I want to do a book on Captain America sketches. It doesn't matter if it funds or not. Thousands of people will see your video, see your pitch, see your art, see your website link, see who you are, and so on. Now, see, you're thinking that, oh, the goal must be to make the money. Well, yes and no. But the goal is also to create an audience. What if you didn't have an audience? How do you do it? You create an audience one person at a time. That's how you do it. And over there on Kickstarter, each time you do a Kickstarter, you'll gain five or six people. And you do another Kickstarter and you gain you know, two or three or four or ten more. And you do a third Kickstarter and you gain another 10 people. Now you're at 30 people. Then you do another one. Now you're at 40. Pretty soon, if you do enough Kickstarters, it will eventually work. People will join in who are passionate about the project that you have and you're doing or the things that you're doing. It works. If no one backs your project, people still see it, and they see it in a big way. So you can put a picture up there that says, hey, I'm a artist, and I'm looking for commissions, and here's my Kickstarter where I drew you know, this beautiful painting, and I want to do a book with all kinds of paintings just like this. Now, I only have this one painting to show you today, but I have this idea for 30 more paintings if you guys would just give me the money to do so. Irregardless of whether the book is funded or not on Kickstarter, thousands and thousands of people, maybe a day, will see your work. Now, if it's good, it'll really get seen. If, if, you, know, if you have really cool stuff up there, people will click on it because people love clicking on cool art and cool visuals. That's what it's for. That's what that eye candy is all about. So for me, that has been the great use of Kickstarter. eBay used to be this way. I used to run auctions, and people wouldn't buy my auctions, but they would hire me as an artist. They'd see me draw a portrait or this or that and go, oh, I want to hire you. And that still works for some people. Patreon sort of worked that way for me. Or, pardon me, Kickstarter. I didn't really have a successful Kickstarter, but... I had so much traffic at Kickstarter that people were contacting me going, would you make art for me? I saw your Kickstarter. And the traffic was amazing. From what I can estimate, it brought at least 50 people a day to my website to look at my art and my portfolio. And that's a lot of traffic for me as a single individual selling art. It really is. You know, I have a pretty good pitch over there. 
I have a lot of examples, art, I have a lot of experience. So, you know, my intention is to sell art, and I try to put my best foot forward with the website. And I sell art. But you've got to get people to your website in order to, you know, have them read the pitch, look at the portfolio, and buy something. And that's the hard part. Where do you get the eyeballs for the people to come and view your website? Get them on Facebook, eBay, where do you find them? Well, Facebook's a bust. That doesn't work anymore. You can't get anything out of Facebook. You could spend $1,000 a month on Facebook advertising, and absolutely nothing would happen. But meanwhile, over on Patreon, you throw up a Patreon, and you get all kinds of traffic. My YouTube went through the roof when I did my Patreon. It just didn't double my YouTube. I think it more than quadrupled it within a week. So the impact that Kickstarter, um, if I'm using the word Patreon, I pardon, pardon me if I keep flipping. My brain is, I'm a little tired. But anyway, Kickstarter blew my YouTube through the roof. It was just amazing. Just those small amount of videos made people subscribe, interact with me, and so on and so forth. So it was pretty amazing. So I think that, you know, everybody should be up on Kickstarter, doing a Kickstarter for their book, their project, their idea, their modern dance, whatever they're doing. Even if they just want to open a business, hey, or buy a house, or buy a car, deliver pizzas, hey, fund my car. You would be amazed what people kickstart or go fund me or whatever they do. People back anything, animated movies, comic books, sneakers, technological ideas, it's all there. Now, the problem is a lot of us see our Kickstarter not getting funded as failure because we didn't get the money. But the thing about the money is you need an audience. You need a project they're passionate about and you too, and so on. And you've got to build it one way or another. So you probably have something you're already passionate about. You might as well bring it to Patreon. You might as well bring it to Kickstarter and just see if you can find other people who are passionate about it. Maybe you'll find two, three, four, five, a thousand, ten thousand, who knows? But you've got to put it out there. And you've got to put it out consistently over and over because there's new people entering the market all the time. Kickstarter is growing exponentially. It gives away millions of dollars a day. Not a month, a day. How come you're not picking up your part of the million dollars? Now, here's why you're not doing it. You're thinking to yourself, oh, I don't really have a complete project, a complete idea, a really good thing. I'm not really worthy. I don't have a lot of experience. My thing isn't ready, blah, 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 blah. Absolute bullshit. Sketch up something. Say it's an idea. I got an idea to do a comic book. 500 pages. It's going to take me 25 years. Go on Kickstarter tomorrow morning and say, hey, I want you guys to fund me at $100,000 for my comic book. That's going to take me 25 years to draw. I need the money. I want you guys to back me. 
irregardless of whether you get the $100,000 or not. Believe me, you will get a lot of interaction based on that premise. People will write you who are inspired. People who are write you who are confused. People who will write you who want to hire you. People who will write you who want to see more samples of your work. You'll see. It creates a big ripple to do anything. Now, sometimes you drop a ripple in the pond and nothing happens. It does happen that way. Two guys walk into a bar. One guy gets phone numbers and pretty girls. One guy gets nothing. You can walk into Kickstarter and get nothing. It can happen just like you can get everything. The price of admission at Kickstarter is free, just like Patreon. So you have absolutely nothing to lose but a little bit of time. And so I think for anybody, logically, not even emotionally, if you have a thing that you do, whatever it is, you juggle, you paint, you draw, you have a project you want to do, don't want to do, you have a half-baked project you might want to do, you might as well be over there advertising it in front of thousands of people over on Patreon and over on Kickstarter and getting the ball rolling with a huge fan base based on what it is that you like to do and you're passionate about. Might as well start planting those seeds now and a year from now you could have a huge bunch of new fans supporting you in your endeavors. It is possible. Anyway, that's my evaluation of it. That's how I see it. Not everybody's going to agree with me. In fact, I would say most people don't agree with me. You know, they're not able to see things as I see them. And that's, of course, because I'm me. I have a completely different way to evaluate things than other people. But that's why I wanted to explain to you the way I evaluate things up front so you can understand where I'm coming from. In other words, from the way I see it and according to the math, it's, it's a bet that you could maybe win with very little downside just by using those services to try to go forward and make stuff and have people give you money for it. Now, as you know, if you listen to a show a couple of shows back called The Dream Merchants, I'm not entirely sold on the whole idea of, you know, the big corporations, basically Amazon or whomever, making money endlessly on our projects, our endeavors, and the sweat of artists and their creativity. Whether it's modern dance or opening a pizza parlor or making a comic book, I see them siphoning off millions of dollars a day on all these people's creative ideas and the altruistic intent of other people to help them create these ideas and make it come true. In other words, people give you $10 to help you, but Kickstarter and Amazon, all those people have to take their $2, you know, to make it happen. So that really annoys me. That's probably never going to change. However, I can't deny the validity and the value of what's really happening. You know, I may not like them all, But the mall is a great place to open a store because you sell, 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 sell. It's a great location to have a store. Sure, the rents are high. Sure, it's a pain to be there. But it works. And that's the way Patreon and Kickstarter are. It's a little bit of work, but most of us are doing a lot of work anyway. So you might as well advertise yourself on both those platforms and make it happen. Again, 
Patreon is not what I thought it was in the beginning. So many people think it's a quid pro quo thing. You know, I have to do something, produce or show. It's not like that. Kickstarter, people I think are bound up and thinking they have to have this amazing project and all this other stuff. And that's great to have that stuff. But if you don't have that stuff, forget it. Don't worry about it. Just, again, draw a one-page doodle. Bring it over there and say, I want to produce a book. Give me you know, $5,000, please, to produce a book. And irregardless of you produce the book or not, a whole ton of people are going to see your art. A whole ton of people who never would have. From all over the world. France, Germany, Great Britain, Czechoslovakia. You'll get inquiries from all over the world by putting your stuff on that platform in a way you won't anywhere else. And here's another cool thing. They'll follow you. They'll follow you back to your website. They'll follow you back to your Facebook. They'll follow you back to your YouTube. They will want to know who you are. So if you have some content waiting for them, you'll do okay. You know what I did on Kickstarter? I went on Kickstarter and said, hey, I want to sell you a game. And I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I'm now in my 11th game. My 11th game. I've produced quite a few games since January 2015. But anyway, this game, I produced it and said, hey, I got this game. It's really cool. Showed all the links and all the cool stuff for it. You know, video, everything. And I said, and by the way, if anybody wants to buy this game, it's available over here on my website with a link. And man, people came over and bought the game. They didn't buy it off of Kickstarter. I didn't have to pay a Kickstarter fee or give Kickstarter anything. They allowed me literally to put my link right there and to say, if you guys want to buy this thing, go over here and buy it. So my Kickstarter wasn't so much a Kickstarter as it was a commercial web page that said, I'm selling a game, would you like to buy one? And a lot of people said yes. Now, my game wasn't cheap. It was $45 a unit. That's a lot of money. But I have to tell you honestly that people from all over the world inquired and bought my game. It was a success for me. Now, the Kickstarter wasn't a success. It didn't get funded. But it allowed me to sell games and it allowed me to sell art. And that, you know, as a guy who wants to support himself through selling art and doing other stuff, that's a, a huge win for me. So in the last, I don't know, three months, I've been on Kickstarter three times, I think. And I'm going back again. I don't think my Kickstarters are going to get funded, but I know for a fact thousands of people are going to interact with me because of that free Kickstarter advertising. It's just sensational. eBay used to be this way. Facebook, the first you know couple months, would generate huge waves of people. That's all over. But now it's Patreon. Patreon is really tremendous. What an audience. You know, sometimes you put stuff on places, nothing seems to happen, and I get that. I had a Patreon, you know, not the one that I had this year. When I had earlier, nothing happened. I've done Etsy stuff, nothing happened. I've had eBay stuff, nothing happened. 
Other times I've had stuff sell dramatically. And you just never know what's going to happen. So you have to try. And you have to try repeatedly over and over again. And you can't get discouraged. You have to realize that it's not about failure, so to speak. It's about the journey. You just have to try. Anyway, I hope this advice helps. It's very specific on a topic. I know a lot of people think about Patreon, think about Kickstarter, and what their place could be on those platforms. And I hope I've helped given you some ideas and planted some seeds uh, for you know thought and so on. Again, you know what it does for me may not work for you. You may go on there and fund or not get funded or be a success or not be a success or whatever. I can't really predict it. I can only tell you what it's done for me and what my evaluations have told me. So based on real experience, based on all kinds of reading, based on following all kinds of Kickstarter people, uh, it's not really about the project. It's more about the person. It's not really about getting funded. It's about the traffic. Those are my opinions. All right, you guys. Have a fantastic day. I'll see you soon in the art studio. Carry on. All right? Bye-bye.